0: Doesn't mean that you're inauthentic or lying, but just like what do you do and where you're at? And if you're at a spot that you might be a little bit jumpy or you had a, you know a gap, but you might not get the job you want right now, but you can change your situation very quickly within a couple of years. Like, and so like build out a vision or plan to do that, right? Maybe accept where you are now and then build on a plan to kind of get there um, and kind of learn what it takes. And if you need those mentors, go search them out too. Welcome to the podcast where we introduce you to incredible humans who share their journeys with the mission to inspire you to harness your own inner tenacity to drive your life and career forward.
1: And now, your host, Adam Posner. All right, all right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the podcast live, the hiring, recruiting, talent, DEIB, whatever you want to call it, the world that we live in, Roundtable. Let's get to it. Let's welcome my guests. We have Clark, we have Rocky, and we have Reese. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, everybody. Hey, what's going on? What is up? What's up? Hello, 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 hello. It is noontime here on the East Coast here in New York. We're gonna go around the horn and do some introductions. Thank you to my West Coast fam. I know it's early. Hopefully, you have your coffee or i guess what do they do on the west coast green juice whatever they're acai whatever <laughs> acai bowl whatever whatever you're into there so we're gonna go around the horde and do a quick round of introductions and we always start lady for ladies first rocky howard welcome back what, podcast alumni welcome back to the show
2: well take it what's up pause it's been way too long my name is rocky howard and i am the founder and chief diversiologist at diversiology.io so good to be here today
1: Chief Diversityologist. Is this the first and is this the first use of that title? Because right, this is, I love it. It works. Um,
2: it is. We chose the name and the word for meaning. um And look, I'm a business person. We chose it for brands. So yeah, we're coming out <laughs> the gate and we're char- charting our own course.
1: I love it. I love it. And welcome everybody listening. And uh, I'm going to do a quick uh, housekeeping in a moment here. Let's go to Reese. Reese, what's happening, man?
3: Hey, everyone. Um, So it's nice to meet everyone. Thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in. So my name is Rhys Keck. Um, I'm the founder at MindHire. We're a search firm for AI and machine learning. Um, I've been in recruiting for quite a while. Um, Started an agency back in 2016, founded my first firm back in 2019, and then founded MindHire earlier this year. So happy to be here.
1: Awesome. And last but not least, uh, the man on the top right quadrant on the screen on our Hollywood Squares, Clark, what's happening, man? How you doing, man? I am Clark Wilcox. I'm the founder of Digital Recruiter. We're
0: a sales and marketing training and consultancy for agency recruiters and also the founder of Digital Recruiter Talent Group, which is just our our search firm.
1: Awesome. So we, we have a we have a, a a diverse panel here, diverse of experience, diversity of mindset, diversity of point of views, and, and that's really what it's all about. I like to bring Different folks together, folks who may know each other, may not. And the same thing with our audience. We'll welcome everybody. And this is supposed to be an interactive session here. We are going to talk about a couple of hot topics. But as we're going through these hot topics, I'm watching you in the comments. Feel free, please, please, please answer. Uh, Ask any questions, anything you want. Look, I even have a, uh, where's my little banner? There it is. Look at that. There we go. Ask any questions in the comments. We have these things. I even have a live podcast. We have all these things. I even have a sup with that if we have something weird going on here. But we will save those for later. Let's start off with my favorite topic du jour right now. Who out there on the panel in the audience has seen the video viral of the lady who uh, live-streamed her uh, firing on TikTok from a company called Cloudfair? Have you guys seen that? I have. I, I saw
0: enough of it, and I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't stand watching all those things all the way It was hard to watch,
1: I'll tell yeah. you. that. Yeah.
2: I have literally been under a rock. We were running a conference, so I can't wait to hear about this.
1: All right. So, so Clark, why don't, why don't you tell everybody what this was? And I'll, I'll add some, I'll, I'll keep it straight here. So the way I understand it, having watched
0: about 45 seconds of it was, uh, an employee with a a, cloud fair, right? Like three, four months into the role was getting one of those, like I got an invite from HR and a leader she probably never met. And I think knew what was coming, so she decided to live stream or record herself on the call, and it was her getting fired. And I think she had a decent amount of pushback and choice words for for the managers and kind of how they handled it. Yeah. Um, and that's as far as I got. I think Reese got probably watch more. Yeah. And and yeah. just
1: a, and just a level set here. And Reese, I want to get your 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 well, let level set here. So they're they're San Francisco-based company, a cloud We have our eyes set on ambitious goal to help build a better internet. Wow, that's that's pretty broad statement there better internet i can think of 800 things to build a better internet um they say on linkedin here from one to five thousand employees so it's an enterprise level organization i think that's important to set the stage for this conversation it's not a 50 person company where, like oh my god you you guys remember office space right when they're bringing the bobs right to fire people they're bringing the consultants to fire people this is kind of kind of similar reese uh let's elaborate to the story here from from your take
3: yeah so um so I, I I did watch the whole thing, and so from memory, so so Cloudflare is yes, they are certainly a larger company. They are um, basically, without getting too technical, their infrastructure for the internet, more or less. Mm. Um, so this is, and and they're they're fairly dominant in what they do. I think from memory, they have about seventy percent seventy eight percent market share in their wow, space. Wow, that's massive. So yeah, so they're not they're not a small scrappy startup. They're they're the big dog in what they do um and the person in question was a mid-market account executive so mid-market meaning they sell into Mm -hmm. medium-sized organizations and i don't i don't think clark i don't think she was even three months into her job i think she's 30 days in um it was early yeah and when you're when you're a mid-market ae you know your sales cycles are not 30 days they're not you know they're I mean, it
1: you got a ramp up you but, ramp, yeah, six,
3: about, it's about a six months average close time. I would ballpark for, for mid-market AE. So she's nowhere near, you know, having been in a place where it's like, you haven't hit your sales numbers because no one, no one has closed any deals 30 days in at that level. Um, and obviously you have, you know, your, your pipeline and like what sort of activity are you doing, et cetera, and other metrics that you're judged on besides just closing deals. But this was also, um, just after the holidays and, mm no one had told her that anything was wrong and moreover um the person who fired her was an hr rep it was right. it was not her manager and her manager nope. didn't actually even know that she was being fired
1: that's um, crazy talk
3: yeah and the
2: <laughs>
3: and the, the hr rep didn't really have any answers on why she was being fired i, I don't think that um that she even she just knew she was there to fire someone. The AE pushed back and was saying, you know, what justification do you have? And the HR rep didn't even know. So I think that that was, really is sort of the, the outrage on this. Is it was firing it, you. I don't know who you are. I don't know why, but you're out.
1: It was it was cold. And this is a trend that we are seeing. And it happens a lot with these large enterprise level companies. And the worst part is, I mean, let's 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 talk human to human here. I mean, I've seen the horror stories and heard the horror stories of folks that have been at, like, even Google has done this, right? And people have been there for 15, 16, 17 years. And all of a sudden they get, I've seen it done via email. Imagine dedicating your, 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 the last, you know, t- decade to a company and this is how they do you, they do you dirty, but there's a, there's a few things I want to unpack here. And, and, and the first step is uh, managing expectations, right. And, and managing uh, the expectations of the employees, Rocky, what, what are some of those best practices? I and mean, you're hearing the story, um, you know, through us, and I'll definitely link up the video so you could check it out afterwards. But what, what are these companies doing wrong? I mean, listen—is it just a straight-up mass firing? And she's like trying to like save her ass and be like, "I, I just started. I was doing good." And like, hey, listen, first in, like last in, first out kind of thing. I mean, how can we do better?
2: Yeah, look, you all, I need to look, I literally have a shirt on today that says human and kind. So I believe in being human and kind to people, but I gotta rep a little bit for, you know, my people, people, right? I'm 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 an HR person. I understand there's multiple
1: sides to this, right? We gotta keep it real. We're gonna keep it real right here.
2: Exactly. There you do have to keep it real. And and I think the challenge is is we like when you're getting fired, it's your life. And we know that. We understand that. Um, there's there's actually no good way to do this. I think what you wanna do is treat people with dignity and respect. The things that I hear that are wrong in this particular situation is, and this is a problem, we think it's kind not to give people constructive feedback and then they're failing and they don't know that they're failing. And then we we fire them because they're failing but we haven't given them the strong feedback, right? And so I, one lesson, every manager, we all own this, give people the real feedback. You Mm. owe it to your people to give them the real feedback. I think when you're talking about massive layoffs, which we've seen over the last year, that's a really tough situation where, and look, I've been in this situation where we're gonna lay off X number of people you don't want everybody sitting around biting their nails all day going, Am I next? I'm that am I next? Am I Imagine next? Imagine
1: that you're just waiting by your computer all day, like refresh, right, refresh. Right. Fired. Am I fired? Horrible. Am I fired? Right. Is
2: it's it horrible. me? Is it me? Is it me? Ugh. Yet and still there's one or two people who have to be on that call. That was another mm. place where they, they I feel like they failed. The manager should have been there, right?
0: I,
1: I agree. But,
2: if you're an hr person and you're one of a couple and you've got to let's just make up a number exit 10 people that day i can't be in 10 places at once and so do i want everyone in the org biting their nails until i get through 10 conversations with dignity and respect or do i want to say to the or you know do i want to say to the impacted people i'm so sorry you are impacted today Here's a time for us to have a conversation and talk through it. It's, it's, you're caught on either side of it, like when you're really trying to do the right thing. I don't think anyone should get fired by email. And look, the truth is, a lot of times when you're on the other side of it, you're not going to go, how many people do you ever know that goes, yeah, I knew I was getting fired. I knew know, the
1: the, the only people that know that getting fired, let's be very clear, because I've been fired is for performance issues. If you're not performing in your job, it's 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 pretty, you're, you should have some self-awareness, you know, things are not going right. And most likely you've had reviews, you have been on a PIP or something, you know, you're going to get fired unless it's something egregious. Right. You know why you're getting fired and it shouldn't be blindsided. Also, we know that there's rumors within organizations, I think. Now let, let's flip it around. So like right, Rocky, thank you for providing that perspective because what folks have to understand the size of these enterprises and when they're laying people off, it's a shitty part of business, it's the reality now, and it's a numbers game. And we saw it too, right? I I think um I forgot what company was just in the news too. They they, they fired three percent of the people's stock price went up five percent, right? It's all it's all a numbers game, right? To show the, the PL and how it affects the stock price. And it's just corporate awful capitalism America and it sucks. But Things have to get done. It's an unfortunate part of business. But let's talk about her perspective too. Reese, as a as a as a as a candidate, is she doing herself a disservice? Like, did she do wrong? Did she violate NDAs? Did she violate her, her, her employment at will? Like by by defaming the company? Like, she may not be entitled to her severance. There's a lot of legal ramifications here. And we're not lawyers, let's caveat this. There's yeah. Opinion.
3: I I you know, I, I think um. I think the obvious caveat is yes, we're not we're not lawyers. I I can't speak to we're if she had any off. sort of NDA or employment agreement because obviously I haven't seen that. Um, I don't think there could be really, and again, this is my completely non non lawyer opinion. Um, she didn't actually state anything, you know, after the fact and say Cloudflare did this, Cloudflare did that. She just simply recorded an interaction that she was having. That may not, you know, that obviously was not meant to be public, um, but she she just more or less put that out onto the internet and I think she she made a LinkedIn post about it. But um, you know, you can't slander or you you, you can't sue someone or um you know withhold severance or what have you for exposing your own bad bad behavior. Very true. So that's my
1: difference. <sighs> would you as a recruiter how would you if you're recruiting would you, how would you judge her? Or how would maybe one of your clients judge her? Be like, are you, are you putting yourself like, Hey man, I, I don't know if I want to hire this lady. Like God forbid something happens with us. And she puts us on blast. Uh, Is she I, doing herself a disservice? Like in the future she, for her, I, I, I think so. Frankly, um, you know,
3: having been not, I'm not just a recruiter, you know, I've also been a business owner. I've, I've had a org of, of probably 20, 25 people under me, um, so as from a recruiter's perspective, I would be pretty hesitant to put someone uh, that is more or less a liability in front of one of my clients. Very true. Um, and as a, bus- as a business owner, I would be hesitant to hire someone like that, not because I'm going to do them wrong in the way that she was done wrong, Um, but it's very obvious that and look, no, no business is perfect. My business isn't perfect. Cloudflare isn't perfect. Nobody's is. And so, if I um, know that someone is very likely and has a history of of broadcasting things like that onto the internet, it's it's uh, it's a flag. It's it's a big it's a big red flying flag. Yeah, and no a,
2: one ever wants to tell the person that. Like that's the truth. We don't the really whole world told her. To that, <laughs> but like, here's the truth. Like, look, this is the world of social media. We, you know, I. I counsel my leaders all the time to always be expecting that someone is recording your calls. Unfortunately, this is the world we live in. Mm -hmm. My question is, is that, is this a matter of judgment and competency? So if I'm hiring someone who I expect to have good judgment and represent my company appropriately and know what's appropriate interaction for my clients. Spot on. Why I think someone who would literally live stream their termination? Do I think that that showed the appropriate business judgment that I would want in a mid-market AE? And that's the question.
1: Judgment. And,
3: and to clarify, I don't I don't think she actually did anything wrong in terms of what she said to the people. I probably would have said something very She also cut to-
1: them off right at the beginning. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off by doing that. But yeah. she literally cut, like, literally right on the call. She knew it was coming. I mean, Nikki said this here, too, and I saw this. She knew it was coming. You know the meeting's on your calendar. And the, she didn't – she's like, like, well, they start to the call off, oh, I'm this person, I'm that person. She goes, no, I just had three – Sixty days here. I didn't even get a chance. I didn't get to do anything. And like she knew it was coming. She didn't even listen to them first. Like she kinda just cut their cut their legs off first.
3: I actually I am trying to remember. I, I think I do remember that. Yeah. I mean, and in, in terms, I guess I guess probably to to backtrack, I don't think there's anything wrong in terms of pushing back on the Agreed. under the circumstances. Because you're right, you know, they're at the end of the day. She wasn't given a real reason the the internal communication how it was handled was obviously very poor and there's nothing wrong with voicing displeasure when things are being handled poorly it's the broadcasting it for millions of people to see that i think is the the, like rocky said the lack of business sense
1: clark what's your take
0: i agree why do that to yourself i mean it, it Just because you're almost, you know, you fight fire with fire in a sense, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. you think of it. Right?
1: When you're being fired,
0: mm-hmm. you know, when you're being fired, <laughs> whatever you think of it. And I think Rocky nailed it with the judgment. Like, how do you, you know, how do you want to be perceived in a sense? Right. I think people get hooked to some of the dopamine or this is going to go viral. It's going to be a gotcha for them. Yeah. But what does it say about, about you? Right. And it's like this, you know, she's what in her twenties. She's got a whole career ahead of her. I mean, not that you want to be branded.
1: as that lady who did that? Like, Oh, Oh, we see the application just came in from whatever her name is. Oh shit. Guys, take a a, a look who just applied.
0: What do we do? do? I think my take is people kind of, underestimate with some of the short-term stuff with social media and the short and the fast news cycle, the stuff has a long-term impact and people are paying attention. I always tell people this with like posting content and everything. A lot, of, not everyone might like or comment. A lot of people are paying attention though. Right? Is real. and you, yeah. People really underestimate how much people pay attention and that can, mm. you decide if that goes in your favor or against you. And you have way more control over that than you realize.
1: Yeah, Nikki, I, I didn't I didn't see Nikki Russell, thank you so much for all your uh insight here. I did not see the response yet. Uh Reese, did you see I the response did. from the I did. I, I did. I, did. Yeah, I don't know what it was.
3: I obviously don't remember it verbatim, but it was something and and Nikki, feel free to to update me if I get anything wrong here. But he basically more or less said, yes, this was handled very poorly. You know, we hire fifteen hundred salespeople every right time period it maybe was every year or you know overall and we and we terminate about 40 of them um and, and you know it just it's gonna be layoffs it just oh, sort of is here. what it is yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: here it is for everybody you can check it out here oh. yeah this is a tough one. let's so, let's riff on this for a little bit here candidate your reputation in the marketplace right and, and your presence on social media rocky what are some of those good bad and ugly things that you you've seen out there and had it? and let's be real with people we see what you're posting on social media i'm listening I'm not, I'm not stalking people's instagrams and facebook's personal but on LinkedIn, I'm a recruiter. I will look at every profile on LinkedIn, and if you're active on LinkedIn, I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll a little bit. And what I'm looking for is thought leadership, engagement, showing that you have a uh, you're you're interested in the in the industry that you're working. in. It's all positive. I won't put it and knock it against you if you're a candidate. You don't have to be active on LinkedIn. It's a plus, nice to have. But if you're sitting on LinkedIn and you're trolling away, and God forbid anything racial, politically de- de- defaming, any of that stuff, like that's a flag, and you got to be mindful in this day and age. Everything lives on the internet.
2: For sure. Oh,
1: go ahead.
2: I'm sorry, Aries. I see my friend. Hey, Sarah George, I see you out there. Um, And Sarah just said, it's a reminder to all that what you post reflects your personal brand right Amen. and how do you want to show up professionally and that's what i think people forget people think oh i'm on my personal instagram and so no one's going to see xyzpdq or this comment i made out of anger look you guys please remember and it's what i would say to the person who posted the tiktok when blood pressure is up rational thought is down and then you <laughs> post something fact that you can't take back And no one is going to tell you that's the reason I didn't hire you for a job or think about let's 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 go some places. Right. I've been in situations um, where, you know, someone's smoking some weed on their Instagram. Look, not not my thing to judge. Well, right? If it's
1: legal in your state, then it's not the man.
2: That's a whole different like we could have a whole episode. On but there's that.
1: perception. There's perception.
2: But it's the perception. And so, like, if I'm hiring for a company, you know, for example, I worked for the mom project. Can I have somebody who's smoking weed? <laughs> like, does that align with my brand? Does that that's align smart. with how we want to show up? So I think you've got to think about that. Like I'm very clear on how I show up and I'm clear that some people aren't going to want to hire me because of who I am and what I say and how I show up. But There's I a balance there. As a, that's a choice. And I think the problem is people don't realize and they don't think about it when they're posting that this has long-term consequences. And so how does it reflect my brand? Because my personal brand is what someone is hiring. There can't be a separation.
1: There's no like separation for- anymore. It's just your brand. Let's, get, let's drop the personal. What you're doing online is just your reputation. It's your presence, right? Like this whole personal branding, I get it. It's, it's, a, it's a catchy name for it. But at the end of the day, it's still your reputation. It's what people are saying behind your back. When, you, when, when you're not looking. Yeah. Clark, anything else to add before we kind of yeah. shift to? The
0: part of the brain, and I had to make this when I, I started posting, putting myself out there, is I had to understand, because I think Rocky just nailed it in terms of uh, how to approach and how to think about those things. Is Who do I want to bring in? Who do I want in my tribe? And who mm-hmm. I not want in my tribe? And that's just real, because I can't cater to everyone. I'm just one person. But like I had to understand what my voice is going to be, what I was going to say, talk about, and what I was okay with that meaning and that, okay, not meaning, right. And really put in that thought, that critical thinking to, and I don't, do anything polarizing right but for example i really i don't like the snark and all that what people have in the comment section all that so i like, i go after that like a pit bull if i see that on my feed or people on my team or whatever <laughs> else because like i don't want any of that snark that like nah. sarcasm that you know you oh, always well, i don't know how those, we're connected i don't those know those how those, we're connected man if we, you don't everything. like my snark or i make man. a long island <laughs> exception because it's in your dna i mean so I, okay, I, I, a I'm leopard, so leopard can't it. change its spots yeah. man i'm sorry but you you know what i mean they're like oh i've never gone to an interview wrong or i submit a hundred percent perfect and it's Definitely. like that type of approach and like the know-it- all approach right that that we see on there and I was just like I, that's not this this is a I want to create a, a foster learning environment where we're testing things we're trying to get better we're trying to do things Great. the right way that's part of the brain and like you just have to identify what that is for you and then and stick to it and you and that doesn't mean being polarizing at all like it's just knowing that kind of in that sense and you just you stick to your guns and people respect that hey
1: everybody i want to talk about a product and platform that i absolutely love and our latest sponsor interseller the prospecting and outreach platform of choice for recruiters and sellers whether you're doubling down on business development or recruiting talent interseller does all the heavy lifting of finding contact data automating the email and follow-up process and syncs all that rich data into 20 plus crm and ats platforms Reach out now and get going on a two week free trial and let them know you heard about it from Adam on the podcast today. Check out the link on the website. Appreciate it. Also, uh, I just noticed that the three gentlemen here have beards. So in the comments here, let's vote up or down. Who's got the, who's rocking the, the, the <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding on that one. All right, let, let, let's switch up a little bit. That, that was a fantastic conversation with so much insights. No, you're good, Rocky. You're, gu- you're, you're, you're good down there. Um, I want to do a quick kind of state of the union and what's happening out there in the U.S. hiring market. Um, 2023 for almost all sectors was brutal. The economy, um, money, cheap money was not cheap anymore. Interest rates through the ceiling. We saw a ton of binge hiring happen early in the pandemic. And then guess what? Money is not cheap anymore. Layoffs, massive layoffs. And then what I like to call the great recalibration, a lot of folks who were hired at very high salaries are now out on the marketplace and they're going back out there. I call it the great recalibration. And guess what? Let's say you got hired at a tech role of $200,000 in 2021 when there was, you know, high demand, low supply and you were able to negotiate that. And guess what? The recalibration, that role is really $150,000 role. So you as a candidate who's out of work needs to make a choice. Am I going to wait around and really try to find that 200K role or really understand the current market conditions? And and that's a reality, and it's tough, and we're in an election year. Um, there's still a ton of uncertainty. I'm starting to see some small indicators that we normally see at the beginning of the year with hiring plans, budgets set, um, but there's still a lot of hesitation. There's a lot of hand sitting sitting on your hands right now, and I want to get a take of what you're seeing from your perspective. Let's start with Reese.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to say... Uh, Probably the caveat from my view is that I I very much live in uh, venture-backed startup land, um, which tends to make a lot of noise and get a lot of attention, but it's also like 2% of the Mm -hmm. uh, overall (laughs) economic hiring economy. So um, what, what I have been seeing is, yes, you're absolutely right. There was a ton of hiring that was done in 2021, it was over hiring. It was really hiring mm-hmm. with no plans. Just, you know, hey, let's let's hire because we can and figure out somewhere where to put them. Um, the packages were fairly ridiculous. And, you know, even, you know, small anecdotal data point. Um, I had someone on my team who absolutely brilliant recruiter, but was very new at the job, had been in sales previously, but had about six months of recruiting experience um, and took an internal role at one of our clients at 160K a year with mm-hmm. six months of recruiting experience. Unbelievable um we had you know we had one of our consultants who Sign up. right <laughs> um, we had one of our consultants who had been at a client for probably in the neighborhood of 2 years that we were paying in the neighborhood of 150 to 160k they made her a permanent offer but at 125 um because that's just what the market was reflecting now so right. i am seeing that uh there is you know definitely some some recalibration live um, and i think that candidates now are starting to expect that a little bit. Um, I've had lots of conversations with candidates because part of what I'm doing right now with mind hire is um, I'm leading interim talent at an AI startup that needs to hire for So I'm, I'm talking to a lot of people across the,
0: you know, mm-hmm.
3: across the board. And what I'm hearing pretty consistently is, you know, I was making this, but I'm not expecting that now, you know, I'll, I'll take what I can get. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not, it, you know, is that a great, uh, I guess what you can, what can you call it, you know, place from, from a morale perspective to be in probably not, but I think it's it's also, it's also just meeting the the economic reality of, you know, what the world has become. Um, I do think there is, there is some shifting, companies start to seem, you know, they're they're starting to now be that, that mood of, Oh, things are probably going to pick up again in the next six months. Sort of like what I was hearing back in 2021, 2020, early 2022. And everyone's like, we all know a recession is coming. It's just not here yet. Um, From a, from a macro perspective, no, startups got absolutely annihilated in terms of Mm -hmm. funding and layoffs and everything else. Um, So there now is starting to sort of be some collective uh, idea that. There is relief coming and there's growth coming again and you know tbd on if that actually happens i i think the fed has announced that there's going to be a couple of rate cuts which um help. should take the the boot off the proverbial neck a little bit but it's we're, we're not going back to those those high growth you know zero interest environments uh and crazy hiring anytime soon i, I think it's going to continue to be deliberate and uh careful
1: hiring rocky what are you seeing mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so i'm going to take this from my world um
1: and that's what i want to hear i want to do perspectives yeah, yes. yeah let's let's
2: let's let's talk about the diversity world so you know back in 2020 um when the world literally shifted between the murder of george floyd and the pandemic we saw this extreme kind of bump up with diversity roles you know there were there there were I, you know, diversity roles. Quite frankly, chief diversity officer roles were a dime a dozen. I took one. I'm not. You know, like I'm. I'm not hating on it. Um, but the truth is, even back then, we were saying this is not sustainable. Um, it, 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 and unfortunately, what we saw was not only um, that those roles are eroding at the same pace for which they were added back in 20. You know, 2020, 21. Um, but unfortunately what's also happened that I think is a thing that we're all facing. So Reese, I'm going to take a different spin on, on what you were saying. We were doing all this hiring. We didn't have a plan. We figured we'd work it out. Well, in the diversity space, I personally believe that that actually did damage. We were hiring anyone who looked diverse, would take a diverse role, diversity, those of us who do it for a living have done it long term. It is a discipline. It is, you have to have a set of competencies to be able to do it. Um, And in that same place, I'm also going to say something that's probably not going to make me really popular. We also hired candidates in the attempt of making our workplaces more diverse. However, we didn't always make sure that we hired the most qualified candidate
1: and thank you for saying that thank you for saying that because i've seen a lot of that too and i i didn't mean to interrupt but i've seen it too where i i ask my clients who say hey listen let's make sure we ensure diversity and i say are we hiring do you want me to hire the best candidate and i say or would you rather let's ensure that our process is di and be inclusive compliant that we're sourcing and giving everyone equal opportunity like
2: well look people it doesn't have to be Oxymoronic. It you can hire diverse talent and and they can still be qualified. And we need to <laughs> stop, you know, like here's the thing: like, that's not some secret sauce. You can actually do that. But in a lot of cases, in our rush to show that we were making progress, we didn't do that. And so now we've taken a step back because we've got diversity experts who weren't actually experts, who couldn't deliver, who weren't given the resources to deliver what they were supposed to deliver in the first place. You've got people who were hired for roles. And this is what I mean when we talk about the difference between intentions and impact. Our mm. intentions may have been good, the impact Ooh. we're facing right now.
1: That's real talk right there. Yeah. That's real talk. Clark, let say you
0: my perspective my world agency recruiting small small smaller agencies right you have to perform you have to get results I, it doesn't even it, that's all that matters right you got to be able to do it in the right way right we can't just for agency recruiters, you can't go chase job orders, chase clients, and just kind of right, send people away. You have to do it the right way. It takes a lot of work on the front end. I think that's what, Rocky, what Rocky's getting at. like getting, Putting the strategy in place, being intentional about everything that you're doing, that's what I'm seeing. And I'm seeing in the market, the people that are really taking a step back and critically thinking through, their career, their branding, their approach, like how do I kind of set myself apart versus how do I just kind of fit in? There's a huge opportunity for people that are showing up, working hard, working smart and kind of really adding a ton of value to the organization. There's a dearth of that just attitude and that mindset. And maybe you weren't trained up on it or whatever the reason is, it doesn't really matter. But like, that's the opportunity is I don't, you know, skills or whatever right if there's the personality tangible the ethic the desire the work ethic the desire the the just the coachability Mm -hmm. Coachability, there is such an opportunity to make an impact in whatever you want to do or try different things like there's a real attitude between kind of being passive and proactive about your career about your work the impact and just owning whatever role you're in at that moment right i'm trying to oh i could be all these things that's great but do what you're kind of assigned to do today and do it the best as best as you can that's where i see the opportunity shifting whether it's recession you know things are booming not booming whatever else that's always in demand and in the inf- in the noise and the information era we're at where stuff is just thrown at us we don't know what's real people want truth they want authenticity and they want you know hard work they like that is how you can own like and dominate right now
1: Yes, yes. Nailed it. so let's, let's shift it up a little bit. and Let's get into the job seeker perspective right now. There are a lot of people out of work. There are a lot of people out of work. And it pains me as a recruiter. And in I'm in the weeds in the trenches recruiter every single day recruiting, I get hit up, I'm going to say on average, anywhere from five to 10 messages a day of folks who are looking for work. And all they're doing is seeing recruiter in my profile, and they're reaching out. And this is a tough one for me because there's a part of me that my time is limited like we all have the same 24 hours in a day minus sleep minus family minus all the day-to-day stuff that we have to do and i only have a little bit of period of time during the day where i can really help someone who's not driving revenue generating activity for me so i try to balance it out let's be real here people i'm a recruiter i got to make money i'm an entrepreneur i'm a solo business owner i got to freaking put food on the table but i want to try to help everybody and I get a lot of messages from folks, hey, looking for a job. And I, got one, I got one today, some, someone looking for an accounting role. And I feel for this person because that's a complete opposite of what I recruit for. But if you take that one moment to look at my profile, it's all there. I literally listen in my headline and in my about section. And I'm, I'm empathetic because I, I want to help. But if you can't help yourself first and take that one moment just to see if it's my specialty, that's tough. Now, there's a balance there of like, hey, I, if you're like, hey, I know you are a marketing recruiter, but you happen to know any accounting recruiters, that's a different approach, but I want to see you kind of make that effort. Reese, what's your take? How can we best help job seekers right now as recruiters? What are you feeling about, how do you, how do you like to be messaged, uh, you know, cold message from from candidates? Um,
3: yeah, I mean, I, I, like what you were saying, just doing the most basic of research. It's
1: right, the there. It's right it's there. It's right yeah, there. It's right
3: there. If you're semi-competent, you have clearly listed what you recruit for on your profile, so just look. Um, I would say, you know, And this is for all job seekers. You know, I've been I I've done plenty of internal recruiting work, but I I very much at heart I'm an agency person. And I think something that's important for um, candidates to realize in general when it comes to reaching out to agency recruiters specifically is that not only are we very niche but we by the virtue of what we do and the fees that we charge can only really represent a very small portion of the market you have to be a very strong candidate with a hard to find skill set in order for us to be able to represent you it's not being mean mm-hmm. but realistically i mean we charge 20 25 30% of someone's salary they're really hiring us Yeah exactly and so you know if you're if you're a fresh grad out of college you haven't really developed a skill set yet in, in which we can help you. You know, if you've historically, you know, bounced around a lot of jobs and and you know, you haven't done anything particularly noteworthy, un- unfortunately it's not to say you can't get a job, you certainly can, but it's it's very unlikely that one of our clients will pay us a you know, five figure sum in order to bring <laughs> you on that, board. So that's not what they're paying I, us for. Yeah, so I, I think that's just something to be mindful of specifically for agency recruiters. Now, if you're going to reach out to internal recruiters or even hiring managers at a company, I, I do have some helpful tips on that. Um, Funnily enough, I ended up scrapping it for a few various reasons, but I actually was putting together a, a course on how to help job seekers using agency business development techniques.
1: Um, That's interesting. I see, I see Clark's wheel spinning up there.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I got stuff on this one, but no, this is good. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, let's get into it. Let's get it. Let's get into it. Like, talk, talk to us about some of those techniques and tips. Yeah, we're going to park why you didn't do that for offline, but yeah. <laughs>
3: So, so you know, one thing, for example, if you want to and if you're, if you are looking for a job actively, and you're not on a a super tight budget, um, I would strongly recommend getting LinkedIn Sales Navigator and Apollo. Um, LinkedIn Sales Navigator. If you, if you're job searching, you probably already have premium LinkedIn, which is I think sixty bucks a month. Uh, Sales Navigator is a hundred, so it's really not so, that and substantial sh- of a difference. Shows you who
1: the hiring manager is too when you're looking at jobs. Right. And, and
3: Apollo is, is used for, if anybody's not familiar Mm -hmm. for finding, um, corporate email addresses. So my, I mean, there's probably eight or nine different ways you can skin it. But, um, one thing I would do is I would look at, uh, I would look at companies in the industry in which I have worked in which I have unique experience and can bring a unique skill set. go on LinkedIn or Apollo filter to the industry in which you specialize and build a list of, hiring managers that could potentially hire you and, and create it more or less a campaign saying, Hey, here's who I am. This is my skill set You know, oftentimes the, you know, you're, even if they don't have a job posted, there may be, if you are really skilled and, you know, are a good fit for the, for a potential company, um, there's the opportunity for an opportunistic hire and if pipelining. you are yeah. and, and pipelining. Yeah. Um, if a role is posted, you know, I don't think this is going to rock anybody's world, but, um, very few people do it. Uh, find that, find who the hiring manager is using Sales Navigator, and, and the hiring manager, not just the recruiter. I mean, reach out to both ideally, but use Apollo to find their their email address and send them a personalized email saying that, hey, I applied. You know, I, I'm working on a role right now with um, with Codometrics where I'm, I'm leading talent and I'm, I'm working on a data engineer role. I got 500 applications within three days.
1: Yeah, I, it's I, crazy. I don't even know if I'm going like to be then... able
3: Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to look at all of them, but not a single person has messaged me about.
1: Right. So it's about, it's about standing out, right? Like how do you take that one extra step? And I say this to job seekers all the time. Like don't assume that people aren't doing this. Like how do you stand out, whether it be on content, whether it be on outreach, whether it be on, on, on just organic content creation out there and the same thing for agency recruiters. I didn't mean to cut Mm -hmm. you off there. Sorry. Just, just agreeing. No,
3: you're good. Um, But yeah, I mean, it, it, it it truly does not take much to stand out from an application perspective. Um, other things job seekers can do if you uh, let's say you're an engineer, or even if you just have you know experience with some unique um, software, you can search that software mm-hmm. on job boards and see who's using that software that you're hiring for. Um, you could you can also look at so if you go on Sales Navigator, you can find who has started um, a new role in the last ninety days. Yes. So for that so for that, what I would do is two different things. Um, the first is I would look at and put in your, you know, you can either do like a function and level, or you can just do a title, um, for hiring managers that could potentially hire you that have started a new role in the last 90 days. Usually when you go in for the first 90 days at a company, as a leader, you're assessing your team, you're assessing where the gaps are and you're figuring, okay, who do I need to hire? Um, so oftentimes those roles may not be posted yet, but the leader will know, oh, I need someone to beef up my X process. So that's one.
1: It's a smart people. Anyone who's watching now, this is a master class. Tactics, got- tactics. I'm gonna replay this. I'm gonna clip this up. <laughs> I'm gonna sell it. I'm gonna sell all of it. I'm I gonna got- do the course that he's not doing. I'm just gonna oh, literally yeah. record all of his stuff, chop it up, throw this it This was the in Clark's the course. This was in the course, the unreleased <laughs> course. Um,
3: and I got and I got one more. So uh, put in the,
1: the work, right? Like put in the work. Last tip. Yeah.
3: Um on that same uh that same 90-day uh filter. Instead of doing a hiring manager one, um, put one for your own title or similar titles, so you can then see who you know who are your peers that have started a new role in the last ninety days. Then look at where they just came from. If they were unemployed before and just got a job, this does not apply. But if they just if you see on their LinkedIn that they just left their last job, you know, say a month ago or the mm-hmm. same month, it's very unlikely that they it's, a, it's basically they quit and went to a new role. You now can look at that, their last company find where they came room. from. As you know, there's, there's now an opening there. Smart. Um, and then we find the same thing as recruiters. That's exactly things. it. It's, it's, it's recruitment business development for job seekers, so. Yes, yeah, how, how,
1: how do you reverse engineer the process and stand out? Uh, feel free to steal. Uh, Rocky, interesting perspective, cause you're not a recruiter, but you see this. How, from, from your perspective, how could a candidate really stand out in today's market in the job search?
2: Yeah. So I will tell you, I spent, you know, 20 plus years in my of my career as a recruiter, so it it never goes away. Once a recruiter, you're always a recruiter. Um, But what I will tell you is right now, I am simply amazed. We're talking about the fact that we receive thousands of applications for one job and thousands of hundreds of reach outs and all of that what i am shocked and amazed by is the number of people who show up to interviews and they haven't done the work to be prepared and you're not shooting your shot look i i, I, I grew up I've, I've got it disclosed i'm gen x i turned 55 last friday i grew up in the time of the library <laughs> yeah woo, woo. <laughs> right there, there was no you know laptop there was no uh you know like it i learned like,
1: to type on a typewriter <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a beeper
2: yeah, i had a, a and that was new tech.
1: i know what a landline a phone beeper. is right That's i had to stretch like, that thing from the kitchen to the bedroom if i wanted to have a private conversation tonight. We, <laughs> when
2: we got the fax machine yeah got i'm old sexy, right like we're right. old school but the, the, the thing that baffles me from that is now it takes five minutes to do a LinkedIn search. It takes 10 minutes to do a company search. Right. And so anytime I'm interviewing, I ask a couple of questions and you may not realize that if you don't answer these questions, I'm done with you, right? Done. And so it's the thing like, why do you want to come work for this company? And I'm looking for some really basic things that you've done. If you can't
0: tell
1: Just me research, why curiosity. you want to
2: come work for the company and include some basic information about the company, um, yeah, you haven't done your work. When I ask you this, here's another question, you all. When, I, when we ask you you know, a question that's similar to, why should we select you for this role? If you can't answer the question, what makes you think I can?
1: How am I going to present you the hiring managers in the best light?
2: Not going to happen. Exactly. You've got to be very clear about what your value add to the role is, right? You've got to do your work. I will often ask people a question like, "Um, hi, I don't know if our recruiter set you up. Do you know what role I play in the process? Again, I'm listening for people I don't, I don't need you to blow smoke up my tail, but I am looking for you to understand some very basic information. I would never go to an interview and not figure out who the person I'm interviewing with. And look, look I know we, I know we all live in a digital world. Stop showing up for your interviews late. Like just stop, just just stop.
1: It's the easiest thing you could do in life is to show up on time, especially if it's remote. <laughs> you just got to be there. You just got to <laughs> do it. But here's here's the thing, and I say this all the time. I, again, like I'm on candidate screening calls all day long. If you're a passive candidate and I'm reaching out to you, I have a little bit of understanding And if you didn't do a ton of research, right? But if you applied inbound and we're having that conversation, I want to hear why you applied, what's interesting about it. And also on a passive candidate, I will ask him, I'll usually frame it like this. What was it about my outreach that got your attention? I kind of want to see what their interest was. Some of them will lean towards the company. The best one is, and I love this and I preach this. If something is interesting, even if you're not in the market, a 30-minute phone call is not going to take up too much of your time. What could happen from that? Nothing. At the very least, you could network with a recruiter, find out more information about a company, form that relationship for the future, and guess what? What if you really like the job and you're like, holy shit, this is a game changer right here. I'm actually interested in it. But I got to tell you, there's a lot of candidates that look great on paper that don't prepare for the call and they regret it afterwards when they find out that they're not selected. So put that time in. Clark, let's shoot it up to you for a minute here. I want to get your take on this.
0: I mean, there's a lot to cover. Reese and Rocky yeah. both speak my language. I mean, from the sales navigator, which is absolutely my jam. I can talk about that a little bit. But well, first, I think just putting the effort, like Rocky said, just put some sort of effort that helps you stand apart, and that apply. How to apply that even to what Reese talked about, right? Your LinkedIn profile is it just about you, right? Talk about your projects. Talk about mm-hmm. what you've what you've done, what you've accomplished, right? There's ways to phrase that without maybe looking like you're looking for another job right but just okay. linkedin is your landing page that's your sales page talk about what 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 you care about what you're working on what you're proud of that you've done mm-hmm. like that's your opportunity i know everyone's obsessed with keywords that's fine but that's your opportunity to tell your story about the impact and the value that you can bring to an organization that you're looking to do both from a tactical Piece like uh, Reese talked about from kind of a strategic st- strategy piece, right? That, that Rocky was mentioning, like that's where you merge it and the sales nav tips. There's a ton of, on that. You can do some automation not just with Apollo, but you can look at some of the LinkedIn stuff as well. Like there's ways if you're already looking, right, to, to do some of those things and and to really accelerate your search. And you can build an intentional list, intentional messaging outreach. Right, Adam, what you said. I know. Hey, I know you're a marketing recruiter, but do you know anyone that's in accounting? Right, that accounting person. I I. Know some great accounting and finance recruiters that have open roles, like, and sometimes you know we get I mean? a referral like,
1: feed, sometimes we might be into some cross pollination.
0: Yeah, it, it exactly right. And so and sometimes it's just introductions, right? Free, and like that's just just, just just to pass the forward. So I think that putting some effort, learning how to stand out. If you don't know, go seek out resources. That is the beauty of the internet. You could Google, you could YouTube, all that like LinkedIn, like you know, I, I did a LinkedIn live the other day completely breaking down sales navigator. Right. You can easily apply that for recruiting, for business development, but for a job, you know, for a job search as well. Uh, but put learn to put your best foot forward. It doesn't mean that you're inauthentic or lying, but just like what do you do and where you're at? And if you're at a spot that you might not you might be a little bit jumpy or you had a, you know, a gap, but you might not get the job you want right now. But you can change your situation Let's very see. quickly within a couple of years. Like, and so, like, build out a vision or plan to do that, right? Maybe accept where you are now and then build out a plan to kind of get there um, and kind of learn what it takes. And if you need those mentors, go search them out, too.
1: Hot take, Reese, yeah. cover letters. Yay, nay, why? Don't bother. It's being real. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't think I've read a cover letter
3: for anybody I've placed via the agency or, or when I've worked internal the entire time um at the end of the day you're a good fit for the role or you're not um it just is what
1: it is rocky
2: yeah i agree but i will tell you there's power in a thank you note
1: though Mm, i i i I agree a heartfelt thank you note doesn't have to be long acknowledge a couple of quick things from the conversation that will set you apart i don't expect it i don't hold it against somebody if they don't but it's it's about yet clark thank uh, uh cover letters
0: yeah, yeah not not my jam either but the thank you note that just appreciates the time and references back the conversation and they call back so mm-hmm. it was important as well because the they top show of the mind. comprehension and that that's an email's fine i have terrible I handwriting it. i have to say that so <laughs> email's fine no, i have don't, 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 don't send a handwritten note by the time it gets there it's, it's weird it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's 2030 i also Let, write like trials stuff so
2: we a lot of us work from home if you send a thank you note
0: to That's my house i think you're a little bit what's in apollo
1: really yeah <laughs> but, here's, but here's 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 this is a great conversation and, and this is fantastic so much but what i will say about cover letters and the only way it works if you want to need to explain a career pivot yes. uh a, a, a job uh, a gap like listen just want to give you a heads up i took the last three years off i was taking care of an elderly relative sick whatever yada yada travel the world just so they kind of know that and they don't there's all kinds of ways to do that in your resume. We'll get to it in a little bit while we're on that topic. Let's talk about bad advice. There's so much crap going around LinkedIn right now and I see it. Let's be fair. I actually see seasoned professionals giving a little bit of things that I kind of question, but, but advice is kind of subjective to an extent, but there's certain things that are like, like tried and true. <laughs> well, what, what is the, 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 the worst advice that you've seen floating around LinkedIn these days? And I'll give mine. I'm going to say mine today. I'm going to write it down in case somebody says it oof um i'm gonna write it down i'm going I'll, I'll let i'll let someone else go first all right I need to, we're thinking here who wants this. to go first all right while you're thinking i'm gonna get mine i this is called the host doing his job to let people think right here <laughs> when people say take your shot and if you feel like you're qualified apply this is a tough one right now because you're not setting yourself up for success you're not setting yourself up to be a successful candidate right now if you're looking at the job description my general rule of thumb is if you if you see the must-haves and you're First of all, if it's a software or a specific experience and you don't have it, don't bother. I'm serious at a certain level. If you have 75% of the overall qualifications, it's kind of like my rough guideline of take your shot. Because what's going to happen is I'm going to pass you. As a recruiter, if I'm reviewing resumes and you don't have what I'm looking for in this market right now, you're, you're done. You're not, You're going to get the automatic rejection. You're not going to stand out to me. And that's just the truth speaking about a high volume situation right here. So manage your time. And you're also flooding the system. Let's be real here. Candidates have responsibility. I know I want to be empathetic there for people that are work, but don't just don't just be hitting that easy apply for everything that might be doing it. That might be interesting to you. Read the job description. Really think about it. Be like, am I actually now am I actually qualified for this role? But like, does it even look like something I want to do, or I just want to smash that apply button to say that I did some work in my job search today? So I don't like the advice of shoot your shot. I kind of go by the rule of seventy-five percent, give or take a little bit, if you're qualified on there. But if they're specific, specific, like we need someone with government clearance, with poly FBI clearance on there. If you don't have it, don't apply. Don't simple. You're just going to get rejected. All right. Who wants to jump in with some bad advice as we get about nine minutes left? Rocky, hit me up.
2: I just want to go to the other side of it. And I have to say this. Men tend to apply for jobs when they're 60, 70 percent qualified. But women, the statistics show, don't don't apply until they're like 90 plus percent qualified ladies shoot your shot right um please within reason yeah right within reason i'm i'm with you all the way like um look i have all respect for all fields right but there are certain things that are qualified, right? I can't have a doctor without a medical degree, like that. That's
1: <laughs> I play people. one on TV, right, right, like.
2: right. Like I, I, I watched every episode of Grey's Anatomy doesn't count, right? So yes, you want to shoot your shot. You want to be respectful, though, of the recruiter's time and the organization's time. But I have to say to women, women, you, you could afford to shoot the shot a little bit more often
0: well to your point Rocky how many terribly written job descriptions are there that when actually get put to the test of the interview process its like half the things weren't even apply mm-hmm. right and so that's what also kind of pushed back a little bit I applied my first one of the first jobs I got out of college University of Florida football team I got in their video department a lot of applicants for that I was the first in line five months the job opened up I had no idea I just emailed a bunch of people that you know I, I wanted to get into pro or college football and I the qualifications had two years of experience, I had mm. maybe six months, right? But that role, it was more of an internship graduate role. It didn't really need two years of experience, right? It needed more like kind of the, the, the hunger, the intangibles, all that, kind of all that piece. Depends on the role. Some roles, like, yeah, like a, a doctor, right? For fertility clinic doctor might, might need a load of experience, right? Some cr- credentials and all that. We for sure understand. But I think knowing the role you're applying for, kind of the, the years of experience, I think both. Like what you know? There's a reason. as years
1: of experience. There's exactly. a reason.
0: But on on the all in all, I would say kind of more shoot your shot, um, and then to kind of you know not pivot a little bit. But I I think I had to I had to say this. It's honestly bad. It's misconstrued advice. I think which is talk, people talking about being vulnerable and all this other stuff out there. There is I'm not against that piece of it. But there's a difference between vulnerable and lashing out and being like in a situation. I think mean, when you're in a down and out, that reveals your character, right? When you're down. And so be mindful of how you present yourself. If you kind of present yourself with that kind of, yep, I'm in a tough spot. Here's what I'm gonna do about it. I'm going after it. Like I appreciate everyone's support. Like I'm gonna make some I'm gonna make it happen versus blaming the world. Oh yeah. Cause no one really owes us anything, or owes you anything, right? But we—it kind of is how we show up, and there is power in that vulnerability. But there is there is a kind of way to do it. Vulnerability think, is strength.
1: Yeah, I mean, I put a post out earlier okay. last week, you know, just talking about how my business took a huge hit last year and what I'm doing to bounce back from that and resilience and all that stuff, and i was just keeping it real. But I wasn't like, oh, what was me? No, because right. also you got to keep the optics there. Uh, Reese, I've given you enough time. What is the bad advice? uh okay all
3: right um it's funny as soon as you said shoot your shot i was like damn it that was that was the one (laughs) um i'm gonna say probably salary negotiation um yeah let's talk let's talk
1: shopper on that yeah
3: oftentimes the advice is to be very cards close to your chest and kind of play the game of salary chicken in order to get them to stay your range first uh, or to get the company to say their range first. Um, and you know laws aside, in terms of posting salary ranges on jobs, and plenty of companies are circumventing that by posting ridiculous ranges like 100 to 400K or something like that. <laughs> Zero um, to
1: 19999. Nine, nine, nine. Yeah, it does not benefit
3: you to keep your cards close to your chest when it comes to sharing what your salary expectations are. And I know what everyone's going to say, it's because, well, what if I say I'm looking for 140 and the range is 130 to 160? Right, that's fine, Th- that's fine. As a recruiter, I understand roughly what your a potential you know, earnings power is given your level of experience and expertise. You know, If I'm looking at a role that's 130 to 160K and you say you're looking at 140, that's fine. I might be talking to someone who's looking for 160k, and you two presumably are going to have two different levels of experience. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're a 140k candidate, and you say, "Oh well, it goes up to 160, so that's what I want." Okay, fine. You're probably if you know you stand a much higher chance then of getting dq'd based on someone who has more experience that's looking for the same salary. Um, so I will, you know, I am very upfront with candidates. I'll I'll tell them what the um, what the range is on the first call and ask them, you know, where they fall into that. And, you know, sometimes if, if people do play the cards close to the chest, I honestly get annoyed because I don't want to put you and like, even refuse to share what your dollar is. I get annoyed because now I don't even want to put you into process. I'm also not
1: moving you forward. I'm also not even continuing this conversation because I'm always having that in the first call.
3: Well, right. Well, and I don't want to, and if you're, if you're not in the range and you're not going to discuss it, I don't want to risk wasting my hiring manager's time. I don't want to waste my recruiting or my interviewing team's time just to get all the way to the end of the process and you for
1: to be like oh well and I actually
3: need 15k more like that and
1: don't try to pull that crap with us either right like yeah. if, and, and like there's a reason there's some there's some there's some wiggle room there too where you're like listen I told you my range at the beginning and I like when candidates say like here's my range but I want to hear more I want to interview and go through the process and then they get to the end and they're like two two ways about to say hey, listen this role is a lot more complex and with more responsibilities i think this is more of a 200k role than a 175 role versus yep. at the end like yeah I told you 150 but no no Two hundred K is my number. Like, come on, bro. Like, like th- that's not gonna, that's not gonna fly a- at all. Um, we have a, we have a couple minutes left here, Rocky. What, what's some bad advice that you've seen? Did I ask you already? I'm, I'm yeah,
2: we did. Here. I did. Yeah. I did. But you know, like, look, I think we got some, some things that are going on, and I, I just think I want to go back to, you know, yeah, positive. wherever you want to go. What was sitting in my dealer's mind, choice. We, t- I like that. Um, we talked about this earlier. As you're leaving roles, as you don't get jobs or whatever, don't burn your bridges. Mm. Like, cause I saw the video with you and Gary and Gary bringing you on stage and et cetera. And it was such a powerful lesson. Like, look,
1: how you treat somebody on the way out is sometimes more important than on the way in.
2: Well, and not only that, but. Be respectful of time and relationships. Like you're you're shooting your shot, you're reaching out to us. And then what irks me are the people who are like, hey, Rocky, do you know about a job? And then like eight hours later, they're like, you haven't answered my email. And then like eight hours later, they're <laughs> like, why haven't you answered my LinkedIn request? I don't even know who you are. And by the way, I do have a job and I'm working it and I'm sorry, I'm not sitting there like immediately responding to LinkedIn messages. And yes, I'm being a little bit tongue in cheek there, but look at things instead of this short term like interaction, build a relationship with people and be respectful of other people's time. I've been in a situation where I went through the whole interview process, literally with this company, seven interviews, seven like back and forth in my car interviews, didn't get the job, thanked everybody, walked away. Three months later, that company called me. Said, can I take you to dinner? And I got an offer and worked for that company for a couple of years. You don't know what's going to happen, but it's not going to happen if you're snarky, not respectful of people's time, and just piss people off.
1: So I want to – yeah, Clark,
0: go for it. I I was just – just quickly because I I love that – give people the benefit of the doubt or grace and, or follow up with grace and assume that they're busy, put yourself in their shoes. And it's just like, I'm crazy busy trying to run two businesses, all that stuff. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm not perfect. I love when someone follows up with me. Someone did it last night. After like 10 days, I was like, Oh crap. I meant to send yeah. the introduction email. And I was like, thank you for being kind about it. I sent the email. I was like, thank you. Like on, on my way, I just, it's it's a lot. Right? I got seven month old. He's not sleeping at all, and all that stuff. I just like you know the inbox yeah. gets crazy. Just like a graceful reminder is all you need, and just get in the habit of doing that over and over. It stacks up.
1: Exactly, exactly, guys. So I want to I want to wrap it up here. First and foremost, I want to thank everybody in the audience. Thank you for hanging with us for the last hour, five minutes, however long you gave us. There's been a wealth of information here. If you weren't able to catch us live, don't worry. This lives on YouTube. It lives on LinkedIn, anywhere. It's also going to be coming out on the podcast, official audio and video out in a few weeks. You can catch it all there. We're going to clip it up. It's awesome. I want to go around the horn and thank my guests. And uh, it's plug time. So tell everyone where they could find you, where they could learn more. Ladies first, Rocky Howard. (laughs)
2: Yeah, look, come check out Diversiology. We're a subscription-based platform that helps small to mid-sized businesses build more equitable um, and high-performing cultures. You can find me on LinkedIn.
1: Love it. Reese. Yeah,
3: so um, you can find me on LinkedIn, obviously. Feel free to shoot me a connection request, reach out. Um, you can also go to mindhire.ai, which is the website currently is something that uh, yours truly slept together, but we're launching the the new and updated site should be tomorrow or Monday. So I'm excited for that. Um, and if you need to hire AI and machine learning talent, I'm your guy.
1: I love it. I love it. Awesome. And last but not least, Mr. Clark Wilcox.
0: Well, you can find me. I just put my last name on the name. I realized I didn't do that before. It's Wilcox with two L's. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, connect with me. Message me there. Digitalrecruiter.io. <laughs> Uh, would love to connect and
1: kind of hear what you got going on well awesome everybody i want to thank everybody who was joining us for today's podcast live the hiring roundtable we're going to be back We're going to do this again i don't know when i don't know where i don't know how but we're going to do it remember folks you can find out more at the podcast.com follow us on all of these social media channels remember be good to yourself be better to others and catch us next week for another great episode of the podcast take care everybody thanks for having me bye-bye see you